Hi, I am Johanna Letokela. I am a human of JGF. Hi, I'm Rebecca Pillay, and I am a human of JGF. Ifikile imini enkulu. Welcome to the Humans of JGF, a JGF holiday special, highlighting the brilliant minds behind our vision. And when these two tag team on a project, we just sit, wait, and marvel in amazement how things come about from nothing to an impeccable something. In the organization, people already know who I'm talking about. It can only be Johanna and Rebecca. Guys, your names rhyme. Let's start there. <laughs> Johanna and Rebecca. I mean, you are really a duo. It was written in the stars. How are you, ladies? I am good, Matabo. Thank you for having me today. Thank you so much, Joe. Rebecca. I'm doing good. Thanks, Matabo. Yeah. Lovely, lovely. Good to have you guys. I'll start with you, Rebecca. Where are you from? I'm from the sunny Durban. <laughs> sunny Durban. And you, Joe? I am from the dusty streets of Taung in the northwest next to Northern Cape. All right. All right. All right. Now, we were talking offline. Um, Pearl said in, 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 in Rebecca's, to, to Rebecca, in the message that she was relaying to Rebecca, that, you know what? Rebecca is the only real Indian in this organization. <laughs> And uh, what, when I, when I, Rebecca, what, what does Pearl mean by that? It means that I can squeeze money out of a rock. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. And you were talking about how you can squeeze money out of a rock. But when it comes to your own cash dollar, Re- Joe, how does Rebecca fare when it comes to her own money? Uh, when it comes to her own money, yeah. she just wants to pay, pay, pay. <laughs> like she will even force me to buy something. She'll be like, I'll buy for you, my friend. I'll be like, no, Rebecca, I am okay. <laughs> you know, I've been uh, declining her offer since Wednesday. She's been wanting to spend. And I'll be like, no, Rebecca, I'm okay. It's Let's, okay. It's okay. It's okay. What is going on with that, Rebecca? <laughs> I'm not too sure. I think... Um, uh, if Paul mentioned Indians, we come from a family where we always do things big, right? Yes. And so if we have visitors over, we won't just cook one or two meals. It'll probably be five different dishes on it's the table. Feast. It's, it's a, a feast. feast. You should come over for Christmas, Matabo. Oh, <laughs> Feel free to come invite. over. Yes. So um, like even from the little we have, we mm. always want to share. We always want to give. Um, that's how we've been brought up. Yeah. I love that the spirit of generosity and it makes itself known in you guys individually and as a team so i need for you to describe to us what you guys do individually in the organization and how this magic comes together when you are tag teaming on projects i'll start with you joe oh wow um in the organization i must say hmm what what can I say? I I am a magic maker. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Let's start there. Let's start there. Let's start there. Uh, I turn things that are not there into life, like yeah. um your events. Uh, I make sure that uh, when you leave the event, mm. you are like, wow, mm. was that done by Johanna or planned by Johanna? Mm. And uh, with Rebecca, um, I teched, uh, I worked with Rebecca from the egg off. Um, and we were so good together. Yes. So that's why we are still working 
great together. We are making magic together. Yeah. And she is always there holding my hand. And I love that about her. Yeah. 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 Rebecca, how is this experience of tag teaming with, with, with Joe on projects? And also just yield into also what you do individually um, in the organization. Okay, so it's awesome um, to work with Johanna because we have this partnership, as she mentioned, from uh, the Alan Gray Orbis Foundation. And um, we did events there together. So mm -hmm. sometimes when Johanna needs assistance in events, then I'm able to support her. And she always says, uh, Becca... Uh, please come and do side visits because you know how to negotiate. So, yes. so as yeah, so I try to assist her in negotiating and to assist her with different administrative tasks when she does uh, need. And in my job uh, specifically is all about paying the beneficiaries allowances and mm. fees. Mm. But it's not just you know. Uh, submitting this amount and saying to finance you have to pay it's liaising with stakeholders at mm. various universities the fees office the uh, NISVIS coordinators and the FUNSA co coordinators mm. and um, you know establishing a relationship built on trust where you know they can we can liaise with them and get uh, answers like speedily and um, yeah just work as a team with the universities and it's been really great um, you know the universities have been very supportive and I I think the most important thing is building a relationship yes. you cannot make anything work without building a relationship yeah. so sending instructions over email for me that's a little bit cold so basically i pick up a phone show the person i'm engaged with them uh that i care about them as a person and that's how we kind of develop and build that relationship i have a story about rebecca and phone calls <laughs> If there's one one person in this organization who believes in the phone call, that's me, Rebecca Pillay. Yeah, and I'd be sitting and I'm just like, ah, it's Rebecca, it's Rebecca, and I pick up. Hi, my trouble, my friend. Can I just talk to you for two seconds? I'm just like, you know what, guys, you can't even be mad. It's Rebecca. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's doing the Lord's work. Like, honestly, honestly, moving mountains, moving mountains. And with Joe, last week. Joe was on leave. Did our worlds not crumble little by little? <laughs> when Joe is not around, I found myself almost like mentally doing a countdown. Because now as a team, obviously, when, when a team member needs to do something important, we all put up our socks and we do what needs to be done. Yeah. Found myself hyperventilating at every single point and asking, how does Joanna do this? How does Joanna do this? I was doing mental countdowns. When Joanna said I'll be back on Tuesday, by 8.30, she had a whole email from me. Joanna, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. I was uh, so excited to have her back. And this is just to say, ladies, that the work that you do, I think most of the time in the organization, we have a kind of awareness of people who do front-facing work. Mm -hmm. um, and it's front-facing it's front -facing by mm. its nature, right? Program mm. officers, uh, mm. program managers, mm. uh, program directors. But there is an entire life force behind us mm. that makes it possible mm. for us to put together this experience that goes beyond us sitting together and devising and designing the program mm. but the program shows itself in how we take care of the candid fellows um being efficient 
Mm. Um, and also caring about detail. And that's the thing I learned from you, mm. um, Joe, caring mm. about the detail. Yeah. Um, that's where personality and trust is, is harnessed. And for me, Rebecca, just being efficient. Just mm. be, just, just do the work. Just do the work. Just do the work. <laughs> um, so there, there are great lessons to be learned from Johanna and Rebecca as it relates to their approach to work. And obviously, okay, we are a teaching fellowship. Yes. And we are going to rewind a bit and go back to our schooling days. Rebecca, take us, <laughs> take us to your first uh, memory of being at school. So... Um, Although I'm an introvert, I'm also a little bit naughty. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know that, right? Okay. Um, so at school, uh, my first day at school was quite memorable for me. And um, so I uh, I grew up um, as being the youngest girl. Mm. So a little bit spoiled and four older brothers. Mm. So I was a bit of a tomboy, right? So I get to school and... Um, the children are arriving with their parents and the parents are saying goodbye and my mom says bye to me and I'm like, bye mom, see you later. And then there are all these children that are crying and I'm like, what is <laughs> happening here? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because you know it's like the first day of school, and I think uh, for me that's that's a memory for me because like I I wondered like why am I not crying like what what's what's happening here? Mm. why are people crying, um, but that's my memory of, of of going to school and and seeing all this happen and for me it was like I was a bit hardcore mm. I was like excited to see what's gonna happen and yeah that's what I remember. Joe, your earliest memory of being at school. Uh, my earliest memory of uh, school is uh, most similar to Rebecca's one. Yeah, I went. I started school when I was like five and a half. So, okay. um, I'm the last born at home. So the very first day uh, of school, I woke up at four or three in a.m. And uh, my brother, <laughs> I have like four brothers as well. Yeah. So there was this uh, the middle brother. I woke him up. I pulled the blankets. I was like, wake up because You're it was. Yes. <laughs> and he was there like, no, it's still early. I'm like, no, you can see it's bright outside. <laughs> and I'm like, and he's like, but it's still early. You cannot be going to school so early. And I was like, I'm going to dress up and go to school because I bathed the night before. <laughs> oh, so I dressed up without bathing and I took my school bag and I was like, Bye, guys. You will I'm meet out. me at school. Only when I opened the door, I'm like, oh, it's still dark. And I had to go back. And I sat there. I cried. Oh, no. Like, I just wanted to see myself oh, at school. No. Oh, and that was my best memory of being at school. So with that then, what kind of learner were you, Joe? I was that learner that was, I, I, I asked questions. I, 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 I was, I, I'm a, a bit shy per child, mm. but... At that point, like, I was the only one who would be like, I raise up my hand, ma'am, mm. if they say one plus one, I'll be like, yeah. I just mm. wanted to answer. Yes. And I was sort of an A student because mm. I was like number one up until standard six, I think. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, I was that bright child. So yeah. I, that's what I the child mm. that I was at school. Rebecca, what kind of learner were you at school? So I was very inquisitive. Mm. I enjoyed like um, finance, right? So it's a wonder I'm in finance now yes. <laughs> so like maths and accounting and I also enjoyed science but I really enjoyed maths and accounting and I was also the one who always did the homework and on time um, you know uh, stayed uh, until 
like after class to help the teacher to set the books to do things like that yeah i really enjoyed school lovely lovely mm. and then who is your favorite teacher rebecca my favorite teacher is mr darosami and the reason why he is my favorite teacher is um well competition is one of my strengths okay <laughs> And Love I'm very it. competitive. So um, I always wanted to play cricket. Um, like my family loved watching cricket. Mm. And I always wanted to play cricket. But there was no cricket for girls. Oh, wow. But he allowed me to play cricket. <laughs> mm. And you know what's really cool about this teacher? He also taught me how to swim because I didn't know how to swim. So our school took us to the local um, swimming pool and he taught me how to swim. I learned how to play volleyball. Um, yeah, and he was really like one of those teachers that inspired you and gave you a chance, even though maybe it was against the rules or whatever. But if he saw potential within you, he like pushed me um, and he used my competitive spirit to get me to compete with others. So it I was really it. good. And yeah, competitive spirit to grow you as a person. Exactly. Mm, mm, mm. Joe? Uh, my favorite teacher, um, and uh, I think I'm still he's still my favorite because mm-hmm. we're still communicating until today. It's my history teacher in high school, Mr. Mudiri Kilukilwe. Mm. Oh, that teacher, he was the sweetest teacher ever. Like, yeah. he is the teacher who inspired me, who wanted me to be the best that I could be. Um, like I say, I was a bit shy, but uh, he will push me. He will be like, you can do this. He will assist me how to write the essays. And um, he also taught English as well. So he was he was like that teacher that if you see potential in a child, he won't give up on you. Yeah. So he saw potential in me and he would he didn't give up on me. And like I said, I still in communication with him until today because yeah. he is that teacher that pushed me to be who I am today. So um, Mr. Kilukilwe. Shout out to you. Shout out to both um, our favorite teachers. Mm-hmm. Now, we are at JGF. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Rebecca, how did you come across JGF? Well, I um, worked at the Alan Gray Orbis Foundation before. Mm-hmm. And uh, Julian was my manager. And so uh, basically... I came back to South Africa. I was in China, actually. I was teaching English in China. Okay. And so uh, I met with Julian when I came back and uh, just heard the great things that JGF was doing. Mm. And then um, there was uh, some project that they wanted me to work on, which was the um, T4 World Education Week. Mm. And so they needed some assistance with that. And then Julian called me and um, asked me to assist with that. And and when I got involved, it was so interesting, right? The work that, that we do here is amazing. Mm. And so I wanted to be part of it. And then um, there was another opportunity, which is my role. And then I got into that. And it's been a great, amazing journey, just working, yeah. if I can share, but just working with the team. And although, you know, we are from, like I work from Durban. Yes. <laughs> So I have an office in Durban. Please come and visit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please come and visit my office. But um, yes, I'm in the Durban office. And then there's the Johannesburg and Cape Town office. Mm. But I feel so connected to the team uh, because we meet on a weekly basis. And also, as I mentioned, like I'm the one to pick up the phone. 
Um, I always feel like, you know, sometimes sending a text or an email, you don't have a connection with that person. Yes. And the team's been so great. Like, people will talk to me, like mm. you, Metalbo, and he's like, no problem, Rebecca. Um, you know, and I have amazing conversations with the team on how can we improve things or just updating them on situations and then us troubleshooting together. Yeah. So it's been uh, an unbelievable experience, uh, really rewarding. Yeah, and I can definitely attest to the fact that when Rebecca calls you she's not calling to speak at you she's cool she's calling to speak with you um mm. for you to arrive to a solution together and mm. give you th- as a person who appreciates updates mm. Rebecca is a dream top to bottom and then i said this and then i said that and then this is gonna happen no no no, no. what do you think i'm like oh, yes I love it here. I love it here. That's my friend. I love it here. I love it here. I love it here. Joe, how did you come across JGF? Oh, sure. Um, I worked for EGOF, uh, Alan Gray of his foundation. Mm. I started working there in 2009, right? 2009. Yeah. yeah, it was 2009. And you know, the, the, the way I came about Alan Gray Obis Foundation is that my daughter was going to grade six and okay. um, I applied for her um, scholarship. They have the scholarship uh, opportunity for grade six uh, yes. high school. So I applied for my daughter. And when my daughter couldn't get the scholarship, I was like, I need to work for that organization. Okay, so she can't get the scholarship, but I can get the <laughs> then job. Then I can get the job. I yeah. Get the job. <laughs> then I got the job. I started as a receptionist and I was interviewed by Rebecca. No. And her interview was amazing. <laughs> she was so passionate <gasps> and we had to get on board. <laughs> I love the story. Did you catch a 360? The person who hired you is the other person tag teaming tag with you. Tag teaming oh, with please. me. Oh, please. And I started as a receptionist. I think within a few months, I was, uh, she was like, she, she got promoted to a selection, um, selection coordinator. coordinator. And then she was like, I want you on board. And wow. I was the selection assistant. And I, we take team from there, myself and Rebecca. And we worked, I worked there for like 10 years for um, EGOF. And when Julian started the JGF, I was like to Julian, whenever there is an opening, I want to be know. there. And I was an events and logistics coordinator at EGOF. Mm-hmm. And when Julian wanted the events and logistics specialist, I was like, Julian, I am your person. Yeah. And that's why how I came about to JGF. This is so brilliant because irrespective of the position, it's not even about the job titles anymore. It's mm-hmm. not. In ethic, you know that I work with Joe. I work with Rebecca. And we make magic. We are magic makers. You can call us specialists of this, specialists of yeah. that. At the end of the day, what we create as a team is, is magic. I'm quite curious, though. Before you got into the roles that you have now, right? Even before AGOF, what kind of... Um, career journeys did you have um, before we see you as the people that you are now you have different faces and phases of your life um, so before Rebecca as we know her now what were the different faces of Rebecca and different phases that contribute to the person that we see today yeah so um, this is um, 
probably um, a story to share. Mm. Um, so I went to university and I didn't actually finish my degree. Okay. Right. And so then I worked for a church afterwards and mm. I worked for a psychologist thereafter. Mm. Um, As what um, with the psychologist? Administ- uh, administration. So yeah. like scoring the psychometric test, she would do the reporting, but mm. I would score and do uh, the v- various administrative tasks. And, um, at the church, there was also a conference center. So I would do events over there. Um, And uh, after that, I worked at a retail store where, you know, like as a sales uh, person. Mm. And then I moved to Johannesburg. And that's where I started at AGARF as a selection uh, person and then moved into the mentorship management role. Yeah. From there, I moved to China and taught English. It's it was, I mean, teaching in the classroom, right? Yeah. Metabo, isn't yeah. that an amazing opportunity? And just seeing uh, the potential within these uh, students and being a part of their growth. Yeah. Even if it's a small part, but just being a part of their growth, that was amazing. So yeah. that kind of, uh, yeah, brought me to where I am right now. I love it. Joe. Oh, sure. My journey. I started off working at Woolworths. Um, I was uh, a finance administrator at Woolworths. Mm. And then I moved over to Media24. I was also a finance like there. Mm. So I have always been in a financial sort of um, capacity. capacity. Mm. And uh, that's why I said when I joined um, the Alan Gray Obis Foundation, I was like, even if mm. I start from the bottom, this is speaking to my passion and mm. I, I am going to join this uh, this organization. <laughs> I left the fin- a finance like, uh, position to come and be a receptionist. So mm. that's just how passionate I was about the, fi- the Alan Gray Obis Foundation and the vision. I just love the vision of Alan Gray's vision. It spoke to my to my heart and I was like I need to be part of this vision and make sure that I contribute to it um, to the better South Africa so okay. that's why I joined the Alan Gray Obis Foundation and when Julian started the teaching fellowship because I wanted to be a teacher at some stage but mm. because uh, like I Rebecca says I didn't finish my degree as well so I was like but I would just want to work with these young minds yeah. um, I, I can uh, contribute to them and uh, for the for, for for their future and I, I that's why that's why I joined the JGF as well. This is so beautiful. So you applied for your daughter to get the scholarship. Mm. She didn't get the scholarship, mm. but you got the job. And you wanted to be a teacher. Mm. You didn't get the opportunity to be a teacher, but she's a teacher. She's a teacher. Yes. <laughs> that is that is that is an amazing story to tell. That's an amazing story. But while Joe was speaking about like how the the vision of mm. Mr. Alan Gray yeah. um, 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 spoke to her. What about JGF or even the Alan and Joe Gray philanthropies? We can even broaden it. What What is it about this vision that resonates with your own personal vision as a person? Rebecca? You know, uh, Metabo, um, we got the opportunity to meet uh, Mr. Gray. Mm. And... Um, one of the things he said was um, find something you really enjoy doing in life and you Mm. will never have to work another day Mm. in your life, you know? Mm. And that's true. Um, This vision is all about developing future, uh, you know, the future educators 
and also leaders in South Africa. Yeah. And I think even though we now work at JGF, so was the Alan Gray Orbis Foundation was developing future entrepreneurs. And uh, I mentioned, you know, it's so good, like when we were in the classroom, just development, right? Mm. So we really, so for me, I'm really passionate about uh, people development. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mentioned to you, I didn't finish my degree. Mm. And I just want to stress that it's really important to finish your degree. Yes. So I learned that lesson later on in life. Mm. I should have, in hindsight, I should have finished it then. I mm. went back to university yeah. recently and finished my degree, um, you know. But just like people development is so important. And if you look out there at the landscape of South Africa, there's so many people who don't have an opportunity mm. to actually, you know, learn and grow and they don't have someone there to support them. And if we can just be a part of this mm. and and hopefully, you know, um, just like also inspiring our candidate fellows yeah. to then go out there in the classroom because that's where many of the people are and, and to see this potential uh, and develop that potential. If we can be part of it, it's like a chain reaction, right? Mm. Um, and just to see that happen, it's so amazing and it's so rewarding. And even though, you know, in any organization, there's going to be days where you're frustrated or you're tired, uh, but it's so much joy to to work where you feel like you're making a difference and that's what how i feel at jgf sure joe how does this vision held by the ellen and jill gray philanthropies what about it resonates with you um to me i i have always been passionate about uh people development yeah. and uh th this is exactly what this vision is doing and i like to me um, it gives me so much joy to yeah. know that I am part of uh, this uh, vision that helps develop these young leaders, uh, future leaders. And um, at, uh, when I see uh, these young teachers doing amazing work and I'm like, yes, I was part of the, their journey. Yeah. It just gives me joy and I, I, I am very, very, very uh, grateful to be part of this journey, Lovely of this star. vision. Lovely stuff. Yeah. Rebecca, what surprises you the most about working at JGF? I think um, one of the things that uh, surprises me, especially though we are... Uh, a community that's mainly online, yes. right? Is that we gel so well together. Mm. You know, uh, you know, I can just like call Metabo or call uh, Jeremy. I'm like, Jeremy, I need to ask you this. I mean, we just gel so well together and it's more of a family. Mm. Uh, and that's amazing to find within organizations, right? Um, you know, you can be part of great organizations, but the fact that we work as a unit and we sharpen each other's sword, mm. like, you know, it's kind of like we are there to sharpen our skills and to assist one another and to help each other be the best that they can be. Yeah. And I think that's surprising to find that within a working environment. Yeah. You can find that within like your friend environment and your social environment, you know, your friends, your family. Uh, but you you really find that within JGF. And I yeah. think that's what's surprising. Hectic. Joe? Sure, I, I would say, I think, I, I don't know where Jake's Travel Fellowship um, recruit these uh, young, bright minds, mm. yeah. because it's like, 
they were handpicked. Everyone has their um, strong uh, skills, yeah. and when they we put them together, yeah. they just blossoms and they get they 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 they, they become greater and um like rebecca says um you, you, you know, the program team itself I, I i don't know if it's the recruitment process that mm-hmm. makes you guys to be like that or what but there is just something about um the the, the team that we are working together even though we are working remotely you, there is a bad support structure that we have the great support structure that we have i know i can always rely on anyone at any given point and i can never go wrong if i pick whoever i call yeah. i don't call more often but i Rebecca is my go-to person and yeah. Julian because I work closely with them. Mm-hmm. But um, wh- whoever I call, I know I will get a response and it will be to the best of their, their ability of or it will be the great advice or the great idea that I will get from that other person. Yeah. 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 And I think, Matabo, if I can just add, I think management is so open, right, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. To, to putting someone else in the lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it doesn't have to be the CEO who's leading an event or the program director it can be just anyone yeah, you know and yeah. and say for instance you mentioned that let's try this like look at this podcast right yeah and it's such a great opportunity and they ran with you and you're doing an impeccable uh, job uh, Metabo but it's something that you saw as a vision and mm. look at it come to life and who would have known like mm. they just give you, it wasn't so part trust. of JGF's plan mm. Yeah. But you came up with the idea. And I think that's great is that the management, like even working with Paul, uh, you know, I'll say to Paul, Paul, can we do this? And she's like, sure, no problem. Uh, or Julian, do you think, and Julian's like, okay, write us some, write us a, write proposal. Up a proposal. Mm. You know, they give you that opportunity. And even in our team meetings, it's not like, okay, I'll be the chair. Everybody gets an opportunity to be the chair. Yeah. So it's like improving your skills in a management leadership role as mm. well. That's, yeah. that's yeah. great. Mm. Shout out to the podcast team, myself and Tulingosi, who came and put our heads together to make this thing work. And the support of the team has been really great. Um, Yeah, like what you said, the faith that we are given Mm. um, to Mm. do what we feel Mm. will contribute to the vision of, mm. of, of, the, of our organization is really, really great. And now we know that the CFs are at the heart of what it is that we do, right? They are our mm. North Star. We partner with them. We don't give them money to go to school. We partner mm. with their vision mm. to make South African classrooms a safe, transformative, progressive space. When you look at our candidate fellows, Joe, what gives you faith that South African classrooms are in safe hands? Hmm. Um, I think uh, what gives me faith is the way they are brave. Their braveness uh, give me faith because our, our CFs are go-getters. Mm. They are not scared to... Uh, raise up their hands and say I can do that mm. whenever they are given a challenge it, there is no challenge that is bigger than them like they conquer everything so that's what I believe that uh, I have faith that uh, our classroom are in good hands so yeah, yeah. Rebecca 
So Metabo, you know, I always pick up the phone. So <laughs> I do engage, <laughs> even though, you know, I'm not a PO, but I do engage with many of the CFs. Mm. And, and for me to... You know, the one thing that comes across is number one, humility, which is so key, right? Yeah. Uh, in getting your, you know, in relating to others. So even going out there in the classroom and engaging with children, just that humility. And then it's the passion, you know, for them to want to see a change in, in, in the classroom, to want to see things differently. Because when I went to school, yes, there were one or two teachers that were, you know, really there, but there were some teachers who just came to teach, mm. you know? And um, so there's this passion to see a change and it's new blood that's gonna go out there mm. and do something remarkable in the education landscape. So I'm really confident that these bright young minds are going to go out there and change South Africa. And eventually we won't be ranking <laughs> at the bottom. Yeah. Our rank in education, you know, globally yeah. will reach the top yeah. uh, through individuals as such. Brilliant, brilliant. And as we know, our hashtag is hashtag be a teacher. And mm -hmm. Joe, there's someone who's listening and in their soul, in their spirit, they know that they want to be a teacher and they need that word of encouragement. What word would you share with a person who's in that position? Um, I would like to say to those uh, that would like to be teachers that a teacher is the first person that um, really starts your journey. And uh, for you to be wherever you are, you are going to start with a teacher. Mm. So go out there and be a teacher and don't think about um, whatever the negativity that is out there in our education system. Mm. Try not to think about it and just tell yourself that you are going to be a better teacher and you will make that classroom a better place for everyone. Sure. Rebecca? I think um, the thing is, you, you know, in life we all have doubts. Yes. Believe in yourself. Mm. Be confident in the person that you are in, and in the message that you believe or the work that you believe that you have. Mm. And also find a mentor. Mm. Like you can learn so much from others. Find a mentor, someone that you look up to, someone, or you may not just ask someone, you know, who can, who do you recommend to be my mentor? And find that person who will hold your hands, who will take that journey with you and and lead you to where you want to be. And and the most important thing is, do, yes, don't doubt yourself. Mm. Just know that you can do it. Know what's your vision. Know what you want to accomplish and go and do it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for your words. And team, after your interview, we will have Amy and Usiwa Piwe uh, for, for their interview. Could you share your most fondest memories um, of Usiwa, of Amy, um, that you recall? Um, sure. Um, I've, I knew Amy from um, the EGOF as well. Yeah. Uh, we started on the very same day, myself and Amy, in, uh, in 2020, I think, yes. Yeah. Um, Amy has always been that. Um, she's, she's not shy, but she's very calm. Amy. And uh, Amy. You, you are not scared to approach Amy at yes. any given time. Uh, and you know, whenever you approach Amy for any help that you need, uh, she will always be there to help you. So uh, that's how I know Amy. And Siwa, oh, Siwa is the fun one. Yes. <laughs> 
I don't see why as a very fun person to be with. Uh, mm. So since she started with the with the JGF, she has always spread that uh, um, fun side of yeah. of everything. So yeah. that's how I know Siwa. Lovely, you. and you, Rebecca. Uh, Siwa is the life of the party. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to describe Siwa, she's the life of the party. So are you, so Matabo. But Siwa's the life of the no, party. No, Siwa, Siwa is and, and she just brings, like, this element to any event. I mean, like, you've been at selection camp, right? And yeah. it's like the end of the camp, like three days. And you are... But Siwa will bring life. her passion, her energy, her life into it. Yeah. Uh, and Amy... Amy, when I, when I engage with Amy... She's an amazing person. She's such a nurturer, right? Yes. She has this nurturing kind of uh, way about herself. Yes. And uh, yes, the calm thing, but it's like, you know, she cares, but she brings it, she amplifies it, right? Yes. That, that yeah, so I really love engaging. Even Amy is always encouraging, even though she's mm-hmm. asking some, uh, some for some assistance in some way, mm-hmm. she's always grateful and she expresses that. Yes. And it's so good, you know, that coach kind of uh, yes. person. But yeah, it, it's amazing mm-hmm. to see that in Amy. <laughs> Actually, the way you, the way you speak, I'm just like, yes! <laughs> yes! 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 Ladies, honestly, I don't know what to say in terms of how amazing you guys are as individuals and as a team. I've had, honestly, I feel so bad for anyone who hasn't had the opportunity to work intimately with you in some shape or form. I've had the absolute pleasure of, of, of interacting with you, learning from you. It's easy to take the lead from you. Um, and I hope you know how incredibly valued you are in the organization. I hope you guys know that truly without you, this thing will stop. Okay. <laughs> this thing will stop. I remember once I think with Zolani, I was just like, Julian was saying something and I was just like to Zolani, guys, if Joanna doesn't approve this, yeah, jo- jo- Julian can approve this. If Joanna doesn't approve this, nothing, none of this is going to happen. Now. I'm just going to wait for Joe to tell me what to do. Because that's how, uh, that's how deeply entrenched you guys are in, 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 in the day-to-day movement of our organization. And it's incredible that your personalities aren't like big, bold, no, 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 no. But the quiet power that you both hold um it's with mm. rebecca saying matoba you need to push you can't allow them to do this you need to push harder <laughs> don't allow them to bully you don't allow them your last week when rebecca was like no 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 my friend i need to tell you two weeks ago you looked horrible you can't come looking to girl you can't come to work looking like that you need to rest matoba i'm not saying this from a bad place but my friend you need to rest i was like yes rebecca whatever I'm never going to come to work sick again. <laughs> so it's just that kind of spirit that you that you both hold. And I'm sure a lot of people in the organization have incredible stories um, about you guys. But yeah, that is it for our podcast. And we're really grateful for your presence. Matabo, thank, thank you. you so much for the opportunity. And to you and Tuli as well. You guys are doing awesome things. And we're so excited to be part of this. So Yay. thanks so much. Thank you so much, Matabo, for okay. having us. Yes. Yes. <sighs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Now, uh, 
You guys know what to do. You need to go to Jake's Chaval Fellowship. If you want to follow us on social media, if you want to partner with the work that we do, this is important work. This is generational work. This is legacy work. Let us make an indelible mark as a community where it matters and it is an education. Good people. It is me, Mata We will continue with the series um, and you can continue with the conversation on social media. And from me, I will see you guys later.